0: Hi, my name is Sean Le, and uh, I am a veteran. I um, spent 20 years in the U.S. Navy, and now I am a YouTuber or content creator.
1: Welcome to The Vietnamese. I'm your host, Kenneth Nguyen. Being part of a culture of nearly 100 million Vietnamese people in the world today comes with a lot of pain, proud history, and privilege. Join me as I highlight and explore the Vietnamese experience from all of. Thanks for coming on, Sean. I've been following you uh, ever since I got started years ago. Where did you grow up uh, when you came um, from Vietnam?
0: Well, first of all, thanks, Ken, for having me. Um, I uh, appreciate you uh, sending me the invitation. And uh, just a little bit about me. Um, I grew up in Minnesota. I came here uh, when I was like 12, two and a half ish. Um, and I uh, went to I went to school there. Graduate from high school and then I joined the military. And um, after I got out, I, uh, you know, I started a YouTube channel. Actually, I started when I was still in the military, talking about how to join the military because back then I was a recruiter. Uh, so I started out making videos, just you know, purely about the military and how to join, the benefits. Um, so that's a little bit about my background. Got it. And and
1: when you growing up in Minnesota, probably the only way out of Minnesota
0: would probably be the military or, you know, you go away to college, right? Correct. Correct. You got it, man. <laughs> I you know, the traditional Vietnamese way is to go to college because yeah. um, in my family, I got like six siblings and my older brother and sister, um, they didn't go to college at least to the university yeah. right um so i was about to be the first one to go to college because believe it or not i was kind of surprised that i did pretty well in school yeah um but then something was telling me that you know i'm not i need to get out of here i need to do something with my life um living in minnesota you know the cold weather for a little over 6 years um I I feel I felt kind of depressed actually yeah and I the moment that I had an idea that I want to join the military was when the recruiter came to my school and I I just saw you know I saw his white uniform uh you know that, that's just something that really gave me a spark you know and I looked through the uh, brochure uh wow you get you get to travel to yeah. Hong Kong, to Hawaii, to all the wonderful places in the world, and uh, yeah, that's kind of got my interest at that point. And, and what was your MOS when you first joined? I I was uh, I was into logistic, so I was uh, I was assigned to a squadron doing aviation logistic. Oh, that sounds like a yeah. lot of fun. No, not really. really? <laughs> it was boring, man. Um, but I get to travel you know I get to travel the world i've seen a lot of places yeah um you know i um as a matter of fact my um I worked with him a, um a, you say you were in the marines right yes, yes. yeah I, I had a, a a squadron um just like a sister brother division uh was on the carrier with me and who was a marine i had a i had a really good uh memory with them oh wow yeah did you did you make a lot of friends of uh, Vietnamese
1: friends while you were in the uh, in the Navy Definitely, yeah, definitely. There, is, um, um, there is a. Uh, I joined in '93 and got out in '97. Crap! How are you? <laughs> <laughs> you know, when I look at you, I'm like, I hope I'm old. I hope I'm younger than you, man, because <laughs> you look like a very young man. But I'm like, yeah. So when, when did you join? 2001. Oh wow, 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 yeah. wow! So I'm a little bit older than you.
0: Yeah, yeah, you got uh, me.
1: I joined when I was 17. Oh, okay. But but you know, Sean, I when I look back, sometimes I think I should have stayed in because the four years go by so quick and I got out when I was 21 and I should have just stayed in for another, what, 16? You did 20 years, right?
0: Yeah, I did 20.
1: And it goes by like that and now you're like a young man and you have your whole life ahead of you and you don't ever have to really worry about money.
0: Well, not exactly, you know. I mean, the money is good. It's a... It's decent. It's enough. You know, at least I know that um, for my pension, yeah. you know, I'm not going to be starved uh, with my whole life. I can just quit and do nothing right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. it's But, you know, it, it's, it's not going to make you rich or anything. No, no, right? no. Not rich, but, but you never have to worry. Right. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Yeah. Yeah. It's 20 years. And, uh, you know,
1: yeah, it goes by so quick. And, you know, these all these young people, um, you know. 20 years is not a long time. That's what I want to say to a lot of people.
0: Yeah. I mean, it felt like forever though. You know, when I was in looking back, um, when I hit my 10 year, I was going to get out, you know, but then my boss talked me out of it. He's like, well, you already did halfway, you know, might as well stay in. Um, so when I hit my 12, my 13 years and all I was looking toward was like, Getting out. okay, give me that light at the end of the tunnel. I want to, I want to retire because I figured out at 13 years, like, this is not for me, yeah. you know? Like, I I just, I was ready to get out. But uh, I had my, you know, situation, my family circumstances. So, you know, I I had to stick it out. What What would you have done if you got out at 13, 14 years anyway? Um, I would have gone back to college. I tell you that. Mm. Um, Because remember, I said I was really good at school. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean I was lazy, but I, I I had a thing for school, you know. I was doing very well. And uh I thought I was going to go to school to be a lawyer. Um but then when I uh when I decided I was going to do 20 years, um I started go to school and did everything online and I picked the easiest <laughs> one that I could. So I got a history I got a history degree, man. Don't laugh at me for that.
1: <laughs> I got an anthro degree, so it's the same. <laughs> But, but now but now I get it. I, I understand it a little bit more. understand you a little bit more because the, the things that you say in Vietnamese is very um, I don't know how you say mm. it dumb, right It's it what? so much it, there's a lot oh okay of charm. there's a lot of charm, but a lot of information packed in the things that you talk about. And uh, I think uh, picking something that you say is the easiest uh, subject. Well, history is not that easy, right? I mean, if you think about it, it's, it's, you, there's a lot of factual things that you have to remember to piece right. together to make these arguments.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of, it's interesting um, because I wanted to, uh, I, I was very intrigued in world wars. Mm. So I I had a history major, but uh, it's focused on World War II, actually, because I, I, I love talking about, like, guns, military, you know, invasion, um defensive tactics, uh, all, all sort of things. So I, I love World War II and I love the Vietnam War. So I study a lot about the Vietnam War. Um, but fortunately for me, you know, living in this community in Little Saigon, I get to meet a lot of, uh, you know, the people that been there, went through the war yeah. and was captured as prisoner. Uh, some of them for like 17 years, I get to interview them. So I... Uh, Lucky enough, the guy that loved history uh, get to understand, you know, a new perspective, not in a textbook, you know, from America, not in a textbook in Vietnam, but from the real person that actually experienced it. So, yeah, that that was a lucky thing for me. This episode is brought to you
1: by Red Boat Fish Sauce. I love cooking with Red Boat because it's made with only two ingredients, wild-caught anchovies and sea salt. This premium fish sauce is made in Phu Quoc, Vietnam and bottled right here in California. You can find Red Boat at select Asian supermarkets like 99 Ranch, H Mart, and Tong Sean, what what do you think is some of the biggest differences between what you knew before you got into this work mm-hmm. versus today, the difference in terms of what you've heard from People who have been in the war, the 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 Jew, the back that you've talked to and you've learned from with the historical information coming out of their mouth. How is it different from what you grew up knowing?
0: A lot, tremendously. Because I, I don't know if you said you were born here, right? Correct. I was born here. So okay. So the, the difference between me and you is that I got the education over there at least elementary education, but I was old enough as 12-year-old to understand, you know, the things that they taught me. And uh, coming to America, it was just a something new... Something was off? <laughs> yeah, yeah, obviously, you know, something was off <laughs> big time. Um, And that's when I realized that, hey, you know what? Everything that I learned in the past is kind of like not true at all. Fuzzy, man. Know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, cuz now I'm talking to a a person that's been there, done that, you know. Um and I can tell when a person, you know, not being truthful to me or not. Um that is something that I'm gifted at. So, uh I was very lucky, man. Um just learning new things, seeing new perspective, um meeting the people from the war, um I would say I actually went to somebody not somebody, but I let I, I can't remember his name now. But uh, a back, I call him a back. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually flew the plane to the north of Vietnam and did all the bombing um, campaign. I went to his house. I interviewed him. He had pictures with General, you know, Vincoutke. I don't. You heard of him, right? Yes, I
1: know who he is. And
0: he told me he these stories, and it, it was fantastic. And does
1: this? I, I'm curious now to know that. Okay, so you know the other side of all of this history, as a result of the work that you've been doing in the last few years, and then you speak up a lot about the sort of the the differences in the way that governments, um, how different the governments are, because the important thing for you, I think, in your program is the truth, right? Is right, getting at the truth by by going hard at the truth, and for me. Uh, going hard at the truth. I don't have the courage yet to do that. Sometimes when we're talking about politics or when we're talking about things, because I still want that relationship with Vietnam. I want to go back and I, and and for me, uh, being born in the United States, it comes with this sort of um, detachment from from the politics side of like people who left when they were 12 years old. You know, like you I have friends who left when they're 12, and they're adamantly against the whatever the government's doing because they want the truth. They want human rights. They want all these things. So mm-hmm. you are working in that world where you are hearing um, the truth coming from uh, the political prisoners and all of this. But does that hold you back from your relationship with Vietnam, going to Vietnam, having presence in Vietnam?
0: Does that hold me back? Yeah. No, because um, if you're looking at the, the, the context, um, it's not. You have to define who your um I don't want to use the word enemy, but um who are you speaking against us? Like I'm I'm all for human rights, you yeah. know, I support <clears throat> the prisoner of uh, uh what's the term that they call conscience, right? Yep, yep. Um I I I hear them, I feel their pain, and I consider myself as a victim too. Even though I never been to the war, but the things that I was taught in school, I was lied to. I was lied to. I was brainwashed when I lived over there. So I have nothing but love for, for Vietnam and especially for the people. Of course. Yeah. I, if I didn't love the people, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But what i there's some disagreement, not with the people, but with the government, with who is in charge. Right. So we got to be very clear about that,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah i uh, I understand I mean it's this whole raging debate uh with um you know that situation with Israel, the Israeli government, the Israeli people, very different from the actual governments that are that are doing these things that are uh, that harm the people in the country that we're talking about. and I think you know when we're talking about governments, it's a very different conversation, right, right, right. Now, do you go to Vietnam quite often or
0: do you not go at all? No. <clears throat> um, I, can't re- I can't even remember the last time that I went back. Um, probably 12, 13 years ago. But I haven't been back since. Do, do you wish to go back? I don't have a reason to. <laughs> um, I I mean, I love everything about Vietnam except for the uh, the weather yeah. and the environment. Um, I get sick every time I go over there. I don't know why. I'm, maybe I'm allergic to the uh, the air over there. Um, you know, it's always like dust flying around everywhere. Yeah, right. And people have to cover their face when they go out. But uh, I don't like the weather. I, even the food, I think the food here, you know, is much better. Uh, yeah. The only thing I like over there is the people, you know, the, the friendliness. Um, you know, get to visit my neighbors. Back in the day, even though they they don't know who I am, they don't remember who I am. Um, so those those are the interesting about Vietnam. Yeah, yeah. It's funny that you bring up the food
1: because the food in
0: in Orange County is um, is
1: top notch. You know, uh, it's it's hard to compete with the ingredients that are coming out of Orange County. Um, California has really good produce, very fresh stuff, high quality uh, meats, and I think for the most part. It's harder to find that kind of stuff in Vietnam. No matter how good the cooking technique or the flavor is, you know, the ingredients is where you start with the cooking.
0: Yeah, it's it's the quality, the quality quality. of the food. Yeah,
1: it Mm -hmm. it really is. But, um, you know, I really want to go into something that I I talked to you about. Uh, Your Vietnamese language skills are so good. And, you know, you came at 12 and, you know, there's a lot of people who forget the language at 12.
0: How the hell did you get so damn good at, at Vietnamese? I don't know, man. It's it's weird because my, um, you know, during my time in school, we didn't speak Vietnamese in school. <clears throat> we didn't have that, that many Vietnamese people around in Minnesota. Uh, even though, we, you know, I, I do have friends, but uh, a small group of friends, but we don't see each other every day. Uh, even when i joined the military you know we it's it's america military right we use english so i had to but when i had a i don't know if you remember in 2018 when there was an event um there was a big protest in vietnam and thousand thousands of people took the street protesting against the ccp right Um, and I, I was very intrigued by that event and I watch it. I stay up all night watching it. And then next day I went to work like all tired and shit. Um, but I stay up and I watch, I listen to them, listen to their message and what they get to say. So since that time I started to be more concerned, I was more concerned about their message. Uh, so I started doing research. You know, I went online and I, um, you know, went on Facebook and I looked at all the the blogs. You know, and people, different people sharing their opinions. And I just read a lot. I just consume a lot of content on Facebook. You know, and that's how I picked up my Vietnamese language. Two thousand eighteen. Right. But- you
1: had some sort of Vietnamese uh, training. Obviously, you learned up to elementary school. Do yeah, yes. Twelve years old, so you had a, mm-hmm. a good foundation. But damn, the, the some of the words that you use is like it's on the street level that makes it funny, and then you introduce factual history, politics, the conversation that makes it so young. It makes it so charming and. And I appreciate that. Yeah, and and I understand the allure of, of, of your audience when they're listening because it's really funny stuff, but serious matter, su- serious subject matter that's that's made very funny by the way you, you, uh, you talk.
0: Yeah, I appreciate that. It, it takes a lot of time. I mean, 2018, but you were right. I had a good foundation, you know. I always, I've uh, always been, you know, the top five, not to brag about it, but top five, um student in my class you know back in vietnam um i mastered the language of vietnamese especially vietnamese literature poetry mm-hmm. um yeah i and as a matter of fact when i went to school i was always ahead at least that's how I, I i felt you know i was always ahead of my peers my peers group and they call me they call me uncle Nong. you know
1: yeah
0: yeah so i had that foundation um and then when i went to america Um, you know, we didn't really use it, you know, on a daily basis. And I just watch a lot of movies, you know, Hong Kong movies that translate into Vietnamese. And that's how I maintain my, uh, language, the Vietnamese language proficiency. Um, and then when I really became concerned with the stories in Vietnam 2018, that's when I start like diving deep into like reading, consuming a lot of content and just learning and growing from there.
1: Let's say I have every day, I have two hours. If, you Mm -hmm. know, uh, I I read and write and I have a a decent foundation, but I want to get really good at it, right? And I'm using this as a sort of an example for for the audience that, you know, majority of my audience uh, are English listeners that are Vietnamese, but all throughout the world. And we want to get better. If I had two hours a day where would you spend most of it? Would you watch YouTube more or would you read a newspaper? What would you
0: do to improve your language skills? Uh, Both YouTube and Facebook. Um, I'm on social media a lot. Um, What I would say is that you have to find what you're passionate about, you know, the content that you're passionate about. Um, And then you just go from there. If you don't like the things that you're reading then yeah it's it's gonna be really hard for you to learn uh, but i only read about something that i'm interested in and and what you're interested in is like
1: history politics that's mm-hmm. sort, that's what sort yep. talk. yep yeah and and when you team up with other guys to to give your commentary it is it is it is entertainment mm-hmm. it is very entertaining to watch <clears throat> thank you and i understand like <clears throat> years ago when i was following you you had i think you had a separate channel And is the recent channel uh, a new channel? I mean, I was a little bit confused recently when I went on to your your recent stuff. Um, Did you have a
0: previous channel before? I do. I I had a bigger channel, but right now um, they locked me out. You know, Uh, I said something that uh, maybe I didn't supposed to say or whatever. But uh, they told me that you know some community. um, What do they call it? community standard i violated whatever yeah. so uh, i i i'm locked out temporarily um after 90 days i don't know if i'm going to get it back wow. but we'll see but the channel that you're seeing right now is my new channel wow
1: hey, can can we talk a little bit about the di- like the dangers of the content creators that that <clears throat> we do we're, we're we're people who make content and something like that is literally something that can stop your life right yeah, that's something that you calculate before you say something, or is it something that you said and it just got flagged and you got you got caught with it? Is it something like you you made a, a calculation like I'm going to say this, and if I get in trouble, it doesn't matter, or, or was it something that you accidentally slipped out? A little
0: bit of both. Um, I do think about well, at least I hope you know I think about carefully before I say something. Yeah. Um, but sometimes, you know, when, when you say something that you not even realize that, it's going to be a problem. Yeah. That's, that's the thing. And, and you're never going to know if it's a problem until it comes back against you. Um, but for the most part, I do, you know, carefully choose my words. Um, we only speak on the fact. And we put out a disclaimer. This is only our opinions.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? It's strictly our opinions. Um, and nothing else. We don't, we don't uh, fabricate the news. We speak on the news, and we put proof on the screen. You know, whether it's from Fox News, CNN, or, 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 or the news in Vietnam, whatever the case may be. Um, and then we just provide our opinions. That's it. Yeah. But
1: do you think we live in a real, true, and
0: free society if it gets blocked that way? you know, I don't believe there's a black and white area. And there's always gray, some gray area in between. And it depends on how you interpret it, you know. Uh, perception is everything. And to me, um, something you know, when I talk about a story and I give my opinions uh, or, or even an interview that I conducted, right? In my eyes, I think it's okay, right? Yeah. My interviewee have the freedom to say whatever the hell you want. Right, right, right. As long as it's not like it's not trying to harm anybody. Right. You know, not trying to hurt anybody, then it's okay. At least that's his opinion. Um, but in other people's eyes, you know, they they might not take it well. Right. So it's all about perception, in my opinion. Right, but you know we could. And that's the thing, we
1: we as content people who make content are, I am still floating in the safe zone all the time. I'm just trying to be safe, trying to say things that are like, you know, uh, stir, up, you know uh, stir up your your imagination and get you to think about certain things. But at the same time, I would never at this point in my career go off on a limb and and say the things that I would say in private because of the you know, the nature of just getting cut off like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. See, see, that's the thing about me. I'm very outspoken, you know, I'm very outspoken, at least on my platform. Yeah. Um. I might not be like that all the time, but when, when we talk about certain subject and I feel that I'm passionate about, then I'm going to let it all out. <laughs> you know, I, I don't care about a consequence, at least, At least I know that I'm not trying to hurt anybody. Yeah, I'm not trying to, um, you know, give false information. It's just strictly my opinions.
1: Yeah, yeah. Do you think that we can change the hearts and minds of the audience that are paying attention to what we're doing? In terms of what ideas? Do you think that heart and mind? Yeah. What I mean by that is, you know, like when you think about, let's say, Vietnam. The certain ways that they view their government, mm-hmm. and when we speak on that, when we talk about certain issues that are strange to us, right? That's weird. It's like, wait, the government's doing that. They, right? The education level of that minister is right there. Like oh, that's weird, right? We talk about it and we make fun of these things, and we, and we, right? But does that? Do you think it it changes the hearts and minds of the audience in Vietnam? To perhaps do something about it one day, or you know, stand up. Or uh, does it affect change the way we comment on things? Change,
0: like, uh, do you mean like in change of how they look at their leaders, sure. how they yeah, view yeah. the, view how the they the view world. the society, yeah. or or yeah, how change where they, they, view they, view they view. want to take action. All of it.
1: Do you all think of it? That our words, our perception. When we comment on how funny or strange and how weird these things are, does it change society
0: in Vietnam or even here in Little Saigon? Uh, I would hope that it do, right? Um, and to some degree, I, I think that, at least I'm hoping that I'm making a change. Um, but what I can tell you is this. People deserve to hear the truth, right? And once they hear the truth and they can make a decision for themselves, whether you know, it will change their perception or it will not change anything at all is on them but from my experience you know um, the fact that I'm seeing my audience is growing a lot (laughs) that tell me something right that tell me something that my message is actually getting across and they actually listen to the truth and you know and analyze it based on my opinion Um, you know to a certain degree it does make an impact yeah now,
1: what would you say is your direction in your channel? And what is the sort of the, the main focus of what you of your message?
0: <clears throat> OK, so just like you, I love having conversation. I love it. Yeah. You know, whether you disagree with me or you agree with me, I, I don't care. But I think I feel like conversations are needed.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. Everywhere. Um, And it's not going to be a one-way conversation. I love two-ways conversation. Uh, And that's not a good thing in Vietnam, right? It's definitely not a good thing. But I'm trying to promote that. Free speech. And my goals, I don't know if you're asking me me about my goal, but what I'm doing uh, in my work, I'm just trying to be a bridge. You know? I'm just trying to be a bridge between generations like the older generations and the newer generations um the people that just got to america that don't understand the america's values um to the people that were born here like yourself you know and i feel like as vietnamese american we have so much to offer we're very unique in america like we have so many people are successful um we have Generals, right? Vietnamese American generals and admirals in the military. We have scientists. We have a bunch of doctors and lawyers. We have, you know, to to nail technicians. So we're contributing a lot to this society, to this country. And I feel like we're very unique in a way where we haven't maximized our potential yet. Right? And if we come together... We can do so many good things. We can do so many
1: good things, bro. Why do you think we have not been able to get together?
0: Because of our differences. Because we're not willing to have a conversation. And We're not willing. What do you think
1: is in our culture, in our water that we drink, that does not promote conversation? Because it's there. You're right. I'm not arguing about that. I
0: agree with you. I think it has to do it has a lot to do with the eagles. Everybody have a big ego, you know. But 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 is it ego or is it cultural
1: ego? Where it's tuila back, my la right? That kind of culture I it's a cultural ego. You fuck with my position as a back, I have a problem with that. Even if you're right, I can't listen. I can't hear you. Because you're now you're 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 in you're infringing on my cultural position as your uncle i should know more than you because i have the title of back right that that kind of shit is 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 what we don't ever talk about sean that that's the kind of cultural ego that that we need to talk about that's why i think that's one of the reasons why i don't don't think that and i'm so glad we're talking about this because i didn't i mean I didn't write this mm. in my culture. I mean, my question sheet to you today was not about. But bucket, we're here, and I think I and I love the fact that you
0: love to have discussion because we should be talking more to each other often about. I know, I know these things. Yeah, yeah, we have a lot in common. <laughs> I, I told I totally agree with you. You know, it's we have differences in every generation, and even like even my generation, right? The people that. Got here when we were young We know a little bit of both cultures yeah. And we're just trying to fit in We're trying to find yeah. our identities You know, to even um, Even people like yourself You know, were born here As a matter of fact, I know a lot of people were born here And I talked to And they have this perception where What the hell do you guys know? Yeah, it's, right. It's, we were born here, man We know everything about this yeah. country What the hell you guys know? So everybody is like have different backgrounds, totally. so it's kind of hard to come together, you know? It, it's it's really hard, man. It's, and, so, and, hard.
1: Yeah. it's so hard. Yeah. It's so hard to come together. And mm-hmm. And you are right. We individually have accomplished a lot. We have all accomplished a lot individually, but there's something missing that we cannot come together. And it's the cultural ego. There's egos that are existing between when you came to the United States
0: that mm-hmm. kind of bullshit yep is the arrival ego right <laughs> yep yep exactly that that plays a big part you know like if oh when did you get here oh five years ago oh shit what the hell do you know right get out of here man yeah you know, th- those those kind of things you know we, we totally have a lack of respect for everybody as a matter of fact I know I know that people just got here less than 20 years ago and they're doing very very well now. Better than some of these guys who are born here, like me. They're like the top one yeah. percent, not just in the Vietnamese American, in but American. in the American community, yeah. in the top one percent that got here less than twenty years ago. I know some people are like that. But but oh.
1: the thing about the guys who are born here in their uh, late forties, mm-hmm. sometimes they they We the people you're talking about who've been here for fifteen years who killing it. Right. They haven't right. seen it. They haven't seen it. They haven't seen it. They haven't been exposed to it. They haven't Right. Seen these hot shots that are coming from Vietnam that Right. you know have done are doing big things. And and but that's the thing we need to have that kind of recognition from the ones who have been born here or came early to see wait a minute. These Vietnamese hot shots coming from Vietnam are, are a phenomenon. They 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 are doing things that are like
0: way beyond even the levels of the, the kids who are born here. Absolutely. And if you give them a chance that, you know, if they were born here, they definitely can be president of this country for sure. Really? Yeah. So the thing that I'm fortunate about is that in my job, I get to talk to a lot of people. Right. I get to travel a lot. Um, and when I talk to people, I, I, I understand their perspective, right? And I know where they're coming from. And a lot of people are just very low key, especially successful people. They're low key. They don't want to brag about themselves, right? So, so my thing is, if just if we can just like find, we don't need everyone. If you know, if we can find people that have a you know at least a common ground, Baseline. at least willing to have a conversation, right? Then, then we can make a big impact to the whole group.
1: Yeah. I think that there, there's this whole thing that we just talked about, the cultural ego, the arrival ego. But then once you get past that, there's also this idea of, I think, um, the natural tendency for Vietnamese people to be jealous of each other.
0: Definitely. Yeah. It's, it's always there. You know, it's always there. Um, and that is one of the negatives you know, about our people. Uh, the, the biggest thing is the ego. And the second thing is a jealousy, right? Um, but if we can get rid of that, if we can understand each other and, you know, compromise, be willing to compromise uh, for a common goal, then we can do so many, many things. You know, when I first started out, I was very naive, Ken. I was very naive because I... I thought that I could be the one who unite our community, (laughs) you know, given the fact that, hey, man, I I have my background, you know, I'm not just talk the talk. I walk the walk, right? I served this country for 20 years, man. Yeah. You know, at least in in my mind, I had that feeling, right? That is something to prove. Right. That I'm not just here for show and I'm actually want to start something. I want to use a big word revolution or something. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I want to unite our community despite all of the differences, right? From religions, from when the hell did you get to America, right? From, um, you know, from if you were here from the north, the south, or, you know, the central um, to from like different side of politics. It's crazy all the differences that we got here. Um, but I thought I could be the one to unite everybody and, and find a common voice but I was too naive you know I got smashed in the face with that and to to some people you know they call me out some people say that I'm, I'm, I'm even you know I have some fakeness trying to you know oh this guy he's nobody he's trying to do this and do that oh he's too young you know he's you know what does he know like, at least these are like older people than me. So it's really hard to change their mindsets. But that's when I first started out. But now, after a few years, I think I built up my reputation. Uh, the fact that, you know, when my big channel got shut down and I still have followers trying to find me, trying to search my name and try to get to my new channel. Um, that says something. But I, I tell you what, this is a long road. And there's going to be a lot of challenges, a lot of obstacles. Um, But we just have to be, you know, willing to fight this battle. Um, We're trying to remove that roadblock one at a time, one at a time. And um, my effort, one of the goals is to try to find people with, uh, you know, a common ground, at least trying to start a conversation like yourself. Um, So that's really important to me now.
1: When you say that you were really naive and you really wanted to unite you had to have a goal you had to have an aim for there to be a failure what was the aim what was the goal that made you think that you failed or that people attacked that aim and that goal you said that you, you were naive in the beginning in the first mm-hmm. few years you know but um your desire to unite and bring the community together. You, did you do something that you tried to bring the, the, the community together? Did you have a project that you put out there into the world of the the the, the community you lived in and it failed and you got uh, pushed back? Or was it in the channel and in the, the spoken word that you were doing on, on your content?
0: Well, I was trying to help a uh, political candidate. Ah, got it, okay, right. Um, to be our voice, mm. you know, go to Congress because i I always feel like that we're as a Vietnamese people, individually, we're very successful in all kind of you know areas in this country. Um, but there's one thing that we haven't touched yet. We haven't scratched the surface yet, which is like in politics, yeah, we haven't got any real big names in 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 Congress, right. So I was trying to support this candidate, which I still am. Can you talk about him? Oh, uh, Mr. Hung Kao. Okay. Yeah, I try that, to support him. Right I'm that, still Heng supporting Cao, right? him now. Yeah. mm mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I got a, I got a lot of pushback from that. You know. Um, originally we were trying to have his, because um, he knows nothing about the Vietnamese community. Okay. I want to share this story with you. Okay. He got here when he was like six or seven year old he speak french speak little vietnamese but he doesn't have a a a lot of understanding about a vietnamese people but we were willing to help him um so the first fundraising event or rallies that he's trying to come here to you know southern california and we're gonna do a rally um do campaigning for him and we didn't know where to have the event at so we figure out, like, okay, let's do um, you know his his campaign manager was working with like somebody at uh, SBTN. Yeah, you know, and SBTN is you know, is not a Republican platform, you know yeah. they're very they lean left, very left. very left. Um, so we got destroyed. we got destroyed for that, right? Uh, even though. I talked about it in the beginning. I was very transparent about it. I, I didn't really think it mattered that much, you know, because we we are, as a Vietnamese community, we should not be divided like, right. like the rest of the Americans, right? At least we have the Vietnamese blood, and we want to have a voice. We want to support a candidate. Um, so it really doesn't matter where the event is going to be held at. But that was the first mistake
1: that I made. Okay, so... even who protested that? The people in SBTN or the online people were? No, on- no. The people that
0: on the right. What? Yeah. There they pro- Right. On
1: the right. Oh, I-, <laughs> I thought it would be people on the left. This is exactly. The- exactly. <laughs> people on the right were like, oh, we have a problem with you doing it at SBTN. Right. Oh, my God. That is crazy. Mm. Yeah, I would He's- think that. that- that opens up the possibilities that people on the left can come and
0: take a look at this that's what i thought that we came together that's what i thought right i didn't re- i didn't really care about your you know politics your your preference if you're left or right if you just show up to support our candidate right mentally or financially it's great we have people there it show our you know, yeah cohesiveness and but then we get backlash from the, the people on the right. See, that's the thing. I lost a lot of my audience because you of know, that. Yeah, yeah. During that time, I lost a lot of audience because they call me fake. They call me uh, a rhino call, th- through names and all kind of stuff, um, which I, I didn't know a lot about SBTN. I didn't know a lot about the background. Right. Because in my mind, I'm very naive because I'm just get out in the military. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, wh- whatever, you know, Vietnamese supporting Vietnamese. Who cares? The same thing goes with Hong Kong campaign. They didn't care. So why would I? And I had nothing to do with the uh, arrangement of, th- of the events. You know, I'm just a guy who promoting him. Right. But we got caught in the fire. So that is such a dumb fire. That is such a dumb, ridiculous
1: fire. You know, I, 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 I thought it was going to be the left. You know, people no. and their audience going like, "What the hell are they doing here?" Right.
0: Wow. I don't know. I what say to the same say. thing. <clears throat> I say the same thing. But I learned so much. You How know? long ago was that? I would say that was in two thousand twenty-one or two 2000- thousand. Yeah, I think it's 2021 or beginning of 2022. And Kao is still running, right? Yeah, he's still running now. He's he's running for Senate now. If it's just a small group of people protesting,
1: right? It's It can't be everybody on the right in Orange County. It has to be just be
0: like a few people banging the drums. No, there was a lot, Oh shit. especially especially YouTubers, right? The people that have the microphone when they say something that'll make an impact to the audience. And they start saying stuff. First, it was one, then it was two, then it was a few calling us traitors. You, you use all kinds of names, right? Um, and then the audience start to pick up, you know? And it, it just spread like wildfires. Um, so that was the first big lesson for me. Uh, I lost a lot of audience during that time. Um, but I think after a while, they start to understand, not all of them, but a few of them understand where I was coming from, that I didn't mean anything but the goodness for our community. I just want to unite our community, yeah. man. Yeah. That's all I want to do. And
1: I love that about you, man. I, I love to hear that. And, and, you know, you put you put your mouth where your your, your words and your action is. You know, it's like, Doing it at SBTN is, for me, very symbolic that, you know, left, right, let's get together back, back
0: home cow up, you know? Yeah. 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 So, so what? Candidate. Right. E- even if we're, if it were a, a, uh, I might get in trouble for saying this, but even if we had a candidate from the left. And his or her policy is all for the Vietnamese American um, and for the American people benefit all of us then yeah why not we should support them too yeah you know i might get in trouble for saying this uh because my platform is leaning right you know i i i i have uh i was trying to protect the you know the conservative values um uh, where it was passed on to my grandpa my dad and then it passed on to me and i'm gonna pass on to my children you know it's all about god country and family right you know uh, and, and I believe the, the family is going to hold everything together. We cannot lose that values. Otherwise, you know, things going to go so wrong in the society. You know, look at all the stuff that happening right now in California and across America, right? Uh, I don't want to go too deep in, in this, sure, political conversation. Um, But I'm very open. I'm very open about that. You know, you don't have to be, you know, from the right. If you're from the left and you have a message that I like, then yeah, why not?
1: Okay, let me ask you something, Sean. How would you have done 2021 Hunkau SBTN differently? Looking back right now, how would you, as a strategist, if you were a campaign consultant and you went back in time and you told Hunkau and you told Sean Lei these two guys, hey, what would be your strategy to do something like that in OC?
0: I would do it on my own. I wouldn't ask for anyone's help. You know, I would like book a hotel, like let's get a ballroom, let's, you know, uh, print out a poster, let's, you know, get the tables, let's get everything together. And we're just going to do it ourselves. We don't have to ask anyone else, you know. But back then, I didn't have any experience.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Right? I didn't know any better. I just barely got out of the military. I don't know this community. There's a lot of people that I haven't talked to, you know. So... But looking back
1: now, okay, so that's a great point that you bring up you 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 would hire you would uh, rent a, a facility that has no political affiliations, right? right but but now looking back on it, would you have preferred that it happened
0: or it didn't happen in your career? Of course, I prefer that it didn't happen, but it happened for a good reason so yeah. that I can learn. Right? Absolutely. So, so now I have something in my notebook, like, okay, check. You know, don't now I understand that. our people more. Yeah. Um, at least in our community, you yeah. know? So I, I believe everything happened for a reason and the best way to learn is through experience.
1: I see your support for Hum Uh I don't know much about Hum Um. I think we all share a very strong military background. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I lean a little bit left than than you and Hum uh, but that all being said right how can we put aside our politics and and really learn about somebody like Hung Kao? how, how do we, we do that yeah how hmm. do we do that as a as a group of people in the united states we're vietnamese americans how do we put this aside in your opinion and just go, you know, only put the blinders on, forget the politics. I just want to vote for somebody who. But first of all, can we from California even vote for Kung Kao? Because I think he's from Virginia, right? Right. No, we can't vote for him, but we can donate. How is it that we are all going to come together? Because you're right. There is no political candidate um, that is. And in order to make any changes for the Vietnamese community, you need to have politicians in the highest
0: office here in the U.S., How does that happen? Yeah, because I I think the biggest reason is uh, we as Vietnamese-American, we don't have our goals aligned, like clearly defined, uh, or we don't know what our purpose is. Right? Where do we go from here? Right? We got here. We need to figure out who we are. Why are we here? What are our values? Where do we go from here? What are we trying to accomplish? And we haven't got those things clearly defined yet. Uh, and we're constantly fighting each other, you know, over some little differences that really doesn't mean anything. Right. And, and we don't look at the common goal that we're trying to achieve because we don't know what we want to achieve. What is it that we are trying to achieve, Sean? What are we trying to achieve? Well, to me, at least come together and put away all the differences, you know, make a big voice in this country. Because when you look about it, when you think about it, like um, back in Minnesota, where I came from, you know, we have a small Somalian community. They're very small, nothing compared to the Vietnamese community. We have over two millions people here but they have a representative in the Congress. You know who I'm talking about, right? The woman representative um, in Congress representing the uh, Somalian people? Yes. But as a Vietnamese people, we have nobody. We had Joseph Ankao. Well, he's not, he he wasn't elected. Like, he came in on a special, um, a special election. But he, will, he didn't serve the full term. I'm sorry. Uh, that's what I mean. He didn't serve a full term of being a representative. And he, you know, the fact of the matter is he, he didn't do much impact to our community, at least. Yeah. Um, we want somebody that have a voice in this country and somebody that we can lean to if we want to help the people in Vietnam. Right. For those that really interested, those are really concerned about a human rights issue in Vietnam. So we haven't got anybody yet. Yeah. And they're not even on the horizon.
1: You you know, on the map right now, other than right now. Right. Uh, you had Bing wing out of Atlanta for a little bit there. Um, there's not a whole lot of people in politics.
0: No, there's not you know and that's why i say i say when we have the opportunity to do so why not why not try to support our candidate you know why why kill somebody over the place where the events is is held that's just so asinine to me what about you running you ever thought about office no <laughs>
1: <laughs> wait no that you would not consider it or no you have uh you won't do it i wouldn't put my family to that. But think about that. Think about that. You wouldn't put your family. But here you and I are looking at everybody and going, why aren't people doing it? Well, for the same reasons why you won't do it and I won't do it, because we don't want to put our, we don't want to subject our families. We don't want to subject ourselves to the scrutiny of politics. So if we are not the example of doing it, how do we expect the service
0: of other Vietnamese people in our community? Well, we don't expect, we don't expect them to do it. But when somebody step up and qualify, right? I want to use that word carefully, qualify to be in the office, then we should put our differences aside and, you know, objectively assess, assess them. If they're capable of doing the job, you know, If they are truly in their heart want to support, want to help, want nothing but goodness, you know, and growth to our community, then why are we not supporting them? This just doesn't make any sense. To me, we should support them, but we're not going to expect somebody to run. Right? Because I'm... To be honest with you, I, I I thought about politics. I thought about running for, you know, maybe a mayor in the city. Yeah. Um, but I just it's just not for me because I need to do something that I'm passionate in. And doing this, having a conversation or supporting somebody is, is something that I, I really enjoy doing. Yeah. I I, I wouldn't Yeah, I wouldn't enjoy sitting in the office and <laughs> we we
1: we are we we are cut from the same cloth. When it comes mm. to this, uh, we love to talk. We love to exchange ideas, and I think right. both of us are kind of greedy for information. That's what we love. Mm. We love to, to hear it and to share the information that we get, definitely. But to manage a city or a country uh, or a state that—that's another level.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that's why I don't—I don't, I don't want to do it. <laughs>
1: well, I think that without. Um, a goal for the Vietnamese American community, it's hard to pinpoint a direction in terms of uh, going somewhere with the political agenda. Uh, and if you think about somebody like Hung Gao, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't know anything about him. You know, I don't think most people know that Hung Kao is running. Um, and y- you know, what does it
0: take to get him into the Senate position? Well, We do know that he spent 20 years of his life uh, fighting for this country. Um, He was in the special team of the U.S. Navy. Um, You know, he had so many recognition. He's a retired captain in the Navy, uh, which is like a a Fulbert colonel, you know, in in the Marines or or in the Army. Yeah. Right. So we know that he he put his life on the line for us. Um, We have some common ground there. You know, we, we all veterans. Um, and through some of the interviews that we conducted with him, you know, we, we kind of have a, a, a glimpse about his life, his his personality and, you know, how he grew up and everything. Um, and I, I could say the same to most of the candidates. Like, we don't know much about him. Yeah. You know, we don't know much about him. But what do we expect to know? That's the thing when when the candidate's running, they, they just put out, okay, here's what I'm going to do for the country. You know, here's my policy. Uh, here's how I'm going to help the people. Here's how I'm different from everybody else. That's all we know. But at least for Hong Kong, we know he talked the talk, but he actually walked the walk, right? He did it. Uh, he's not a, he, he's not a, a typical polit- politician, a career politician. He's looking at things from outside the box, at least that's what we know, um, and and I it's just his personality is just I don't know if you ever talked to him. No, I would love to get him on the show. I'd love to get him you on- should you should let let me connect you with him. Uh, I think you would like his personality. He's very genuine.
1: Yeah, I um, I'm open to hearing uh, his you know perspective, and I think that any time we get to have a glimmer of a politician. Um and you know just if they're not too extreme one way or the other I think that we could live with that right mm-hmm. I mean we 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 really just get should get to know him regardless of where the politics are we should get to know why this person is running for um a big office like this and what impact does having his views come out into the world of our podcast and our work affect the future of Vietnamese American politics here in the United States.
0: Definitely. Definitely.
1: Sean, I want to uh, tell you how wonderful it is to speak to you. Uh, It's, it's kind of weird talking to you because I know the funny thing is like, when I speak to you in English, I know like there's this Vietnamese brain in your head. Your thoughts are like very, uh, there's a lot of angles in Vietnamese that, that I wish that I could talk in Vietnamese with you. Uh, I wish I was at the level uh, to have that fun conversation that you often bring to your show, but uh, at, I'll I'll I'm very uh, content with you know being able to converse with you in in English and having such a good time today. So thank you, and I and I look forward to speaking more often with you uh, on my podcast and perhaps on your podcast.
0: Definitely, thank you
1: so much, Ken, and I hope I answered some of your questions. Yeah, you answered <laughs> everything, but I I have more now. And, we more. Yeah, we'll save it for next year or, or in a few weeks, months from okay. now, we can we can get on and, and, and chop it up some more. Okay,
0: definitely. All right. I'm
1: looking forward to it. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Vietnamese with Kenneth Nguyen. Special thanks to Brittany Tran, to Jane Nguyen, Catherine Nguyen, Tina Pham, Sydney Jamie, and Crystal Trinh. Please find us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at The Vietnamese Podcast.